Hello, Souls and Hearts members, especially readers of my weekly reflection. This is Dr. Peter, and we are doing an experiential exercise that corresponds to the weekly reflection from January 25th, 2023, titled Finding the Hidden Reasons Why You Get Distracted in Prayer. And so before we begin, just a few things. It could be really useful for you to have paper and writing instruments, pens, pencils, whatever you use to write, just to have that handy because there may be some things that come up that might be valuable to write down or to draw out or to put down on paper in some particular way. So that's the first thing. The second thing has to do with just taking from these experiential exercises whatever is helpful to you. If something's not helpful to you, you can certainly let it go. Just want you to know that it's not some sort of forced program or anything like that. Different strokes for different folks, right? So really want you to be able to keep what's valuable, let go what's not. It's also really important to work in a way that's safe, right? If you're sensing that you're leaving your window of tolerance that you are exiting that window of tolerance to the upside, moving into a fight or flight response, moving into the sympathetic nervous system activation where you're really revving up. Let's take a break, slow it down. You can stop the recording. You can certainly do that, reground yourself. Also, if you're dropping into a, a dorsal vagal response where you are shutting down, freezing, dissociating, disconnecting, also feel free to stop. It's really important that you pay attention to that. None of what we do in Souls and Hearts is therapy. These are really guided meditations. These are experiential exercises to help you with your human formation. And so with that, we are focusing on this topic of distractions in prayer. I've been writing about these over the last few weeks. If you look in January of 2023, the weekly reflections at soulsandhearts.com backslash blog, you'll see that I lay out all of the uh, intellectual aspects of this. But now we're really getting into the experiential part of it. We want to move to the level of the heart. And so to that end, I'm going to invite you into a space as we begin where you have a big open heart to you. Our Lord commanded us, love your neighbor as yourself. And that means we are to love ourselves. And so often we don't do that well. We do it poorly. We love ourselves in the wrong way. I'm inviting you into a space where you can have a big open heart to all the parts of you. And so as we start to enter in just that big open heart, if we can be a channel of God's grace, a conduit of God's love, if we can bring that to the parts of us that are in the darkness of our hearts, the places where they are alone, abandoned, where they are neglected, because those are the parts that distract us in prayer. Those are the parts that have the biggest issues with God. 
And it's from the heart that I think most distractions come when we're trying to connect with God. So I'm going to invite you to have a lot of compassion for the parts of you that carry your terror of God, that carry your anger at God, that are burdened with the disappointments in God, that feel abandoned by God. Those parts of us have taken on those burdens so that we don't become overwhelmed by those experiences, by those perceptions. And so a lot of gratitude to our parts for trying to help us, for their good intentions. And we have an opportunity here to begin to listen, to begin to listen more to our hearts, the parts of us that struggle with prayer, that may seek to avoid God or distract from God. Now I'm going to ask the parts of you that are really focused on being a good Catholic or being a good Christian to see if they can give us a little space here to see if we can work more collaboratively and cooperatively with these other parts of us rather than having all this conflict to see if those protector parts of you that are so concerned about staying on the straight and narrow to see if they can give you as your innermost self some space to lead and guide your system. You as the innermost self who have these qualities of calm, of connection, of compassion, of curiosity, of clarity, of confidence, of creativity, of courage to see if those parts of you that ordinarily run your system, that ordinarily drive your bus, when it comes to these questions around God and around what's acceptable to God and what's not, if they could just give you some space to connect with those parts that are deep in the darkness of your heart. These parts of us that are deep in the darkness of our hearts, alone and isolated, are good. They're ontologically good. And it is a good thing for us to be able to connect with them. We're going to ask those parts that carry the intensity of experience, that carry the intensity of emotion about God, to not overwhelm us with that intensity. We want to be able for your innermost self, your innermost self, to be separate but near to these parts. Not fused with these parts, not overwhelmed by them, but separate but near so you can be in relationship with these parts of you that generate distractions in prayer, that want to turn your gaze away from God because of their concerns about God. I'm going to invite your intellectual parts, the ones that handle a lot of your spiritual life, to realize that these parts of you in your heart are really young. Phenomenologically, they are very young. They're looking at the world through very young eyes, infant eyes, toddler eyes, preschooler eyes. These 
are the developmental phases. These are the developmental levels that those parts are often at. Remember, very connected to your heart, very connected to your limbic system, not so connected to your frontal cortex. Don't have access to all those higher order, higher level cognitive processes, advanced capacities for reasoning, for logic, to connect with the rest of what you know. And so that's why we want to bring them into relationship so that they can have access to all of those resources, that they're not alone within your heart, not isolated, abandoned, disconnected, but that they can heal, that they can be heard, that they can be seen, that they can be known, that they can be understood. And I know that could be very frightening for some protective parts. And if it's not okay for your protective parts to allow you to have access to those parts, then we're not going to force that. Then we're going to get curious about why we can't have access. So let's, as we begin here, just take a moment to settle in, to care, to have compassion for ourselves to realize that we are dust and ashes. We are like little children. God appreciates our weaknesses. He understands our limitations. Can we be like God in understanding our own limitations? Can we be patient with ourselves? Can we be calm? So as we begin, I'm going to ask a question, and I'm going to invite you not to think about the question, not to start turning it over in your mind, ruminating on it, pondering it, evaluating it, analyzing it, but to just see what comes up spontaneously, what comes from the heart, if that seems okay. And I'm going to invite you to accept, but not necessarily endorse what you hear in response or what you sense in response. You know, what comes up when we ask this question of ourselves? What would happen if we weren't distracted in prayer? What would happen if we weren't distracted in prayer? What is the concern about being really focused in prayer, able to connect with God? We can hear those responses without giving them the sanction of our innermost being. What would happen if we connected to God in prayer deeply?
And this may be something that you write down. You're welcome to pause the recording. If you'd like more time to address this, take this at your own pace. Why is it important to be distracted in prayer? What might happen if you encountered God? And if parts of you are trusting enough to share, you might be getting some really negative God images here, how parts see God, why it makes sense for parts to feel like they need to avoid God in order to protect you. And maybe there's an opportunity here to find out more about that, the story behind the distraction. Can we love our parts enough to hear their stories without judging them or condemning them? If we have impulses that way to judge or to condemn or to be negative toward them, pessimistic or critical, that's another part that's another part. We can see if that part would soften and relax back so that you as your innermost self can connect with these parts of you in your heart. What do your parts need from you to be able to tell you more? What would help in the sharing? What do they need to feel safer? I'm just going to invite parts to look at you, you as the innermost self, to see you with qualities of compassion, of kindness, gentleness, desire to connect, if indeed you have those right now.
What do your parts want you to know about their concerns about God that might contribute to distractions in prayer? What are they afraid of? What are they angry about? What are they disappointed in? And where did all that come from? Can we hear those stories, the origin stories behind the God images? It's really important to not try to evangelize parts too soon, to not contradict them, to not argue. Those would be other parts. What wins these parts that are in your heart, in the darkness of your heart, is love. It's the loving presence. Let's see if we can give them that. you, the innermost self, as a loving presence. If parts can feel that you as the innermost self, the core of your being, can love them, if they can take that love in from you, if you can become a secure attachment figure, then they can have the possibility of relying on you and eventually you introducing them to Our Lady or to your guardian angel or to a saint or to God himself, one of the three persons of the Trinity. But to respect that these parts may know almost nothing about God that's accurate, that may have very distorted understandings of God because of their experiences and how they made sense of their experiences of God-like figures from earlier in your life. And as we bring this experiential exercise to a close, just a lot of appreciation for your parts, a lot of appreciation for the space that your protector parts gave you to work with your parts, the access to the parts, a lot of appreciation for your parts' good intentions, the ways that your parts have tried to help, to try to keep you safe, to try to keep you protected, And this doesn't have to be the last time that you work with your parts. I hope it's not. It doesn't have to be the last time that you work with your parts around their distractions in prayer. 
around their issues with God images. I hope it can become a regular part of your human formation, working with parts in this way, connecting with them, recognizing their concerns. That's what we do in the Resilient Catholics community at soulsandhearts.com backslash RCC. It's our landing page. It's all about helping our RCC members develop deep, intimate, personal relationships with the three persons of the Trinity and Our Lady to embrace our identity as beloved sons and daughters of God. We want to do that across all of our parts, no part left behind. So that's what the Resilient Catholics community is all about. There are hundreds of experiential exercises for you in there. If you're interested, you can check all that out at soulsandhearts.com backslash rcc. And then there's an opportunity to do a live experiential exercise with me. That's coming up on Saturday, February 18th, 2023 at 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time. You can check that out on the homepage for the Interior Integration for Catholics podcast, soulsandhearts.com backslash IIC. There's a Zoom link there. It's free, but we do ask that you register. And I would love, and it would be great to have you there. And with that, we will close this experiential exercise by invoking our patroness and our patron, Our Lady, Our Mother, Untire of Knots. Pray for us, St. John the Baptist. Pray for us.